I want me some glory hope. Glory Hole Recap Podcast for week six of your NFL season. I am your host, Paul Stevens, and I'm joined as always here on the Sports Patio by my good buddy Longhorn. And with us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, or Spreaker Week, thank you, Jen. Glory Hole, thank you for tuning in this week. All right, boys and girls, you know how we get down on Mondays. Here we go with the good, the bad, and the hard. You fucking hell, mate. And now it's time for the good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, that's just fucking great. That's just fucking great. The bad. This is bad. This is bad. Well, that's fucking not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it. Are you fucking with me? Alright boys and girls, and as always, we start off with a good, lots of good last week from us again, as you've come to expect. Um, Baltimore hit that for us and the clients. Longhorn actually had that one in the Super Contest. Longhorn, what were your thoughts on the uh, Raven game over there And London? Yeah, well, my first thoughts are stop making me wake <laughs> up at 8.30 on a fucking Sunday morning. I'm getting... I don't know. I haven't checked this week, but I don't like it. I'm not a fan of that. And actually, my other thought is, God, Lamar is a bad watch, man. Like, it's, you know, it's the first, like, game all year. I've, you know, obviously the only one on that I just sat there and watched Lamar. And starting to get a feel of why his stats, his accumulated stats are looking good, but he's still not a good quarterback or, you know, as far as passing. Uh, it's just it's just hard he, he's not progressed on as as far as just making throws that you're supposed like like every quarterback who's going to be a super bowl quarterback and he's at that point like we already know he's a starting capable quarterback you can win a lot of games with him he's past that point so now now his bar is can he go win a super bowl and when i watch him it's it's uh he misses too many easy throws he's still loose with the ball oh my god way too much for for a guy that that's going to go, you know, possibly go win a Super Bowl. Uh, so overall, I think Baltimore kind of is what we think they are. Oh, we thought they were. Be, and Lamar, <laughs> and Lamar kind of looks the same. And, and, you know, but then you look at his, his box score 21 for 30, uh, you know, two, 223 yards is not a lot, but, but yards for, you know, his yards for pass wasn't, wasn't, it was just his ratings okay. It's just, I don't see I don't see the next step from this Baltimore team, but they are going to win probably you know eleven games, eleven twelve games. Yeah, we'll get into uh, I guess we can get into quarterback play really more in the bad overall for the week because oh we, it, it was fucking horrendous. Like and he was he was one yeah, of the better. But ones. everything everything got graded on a sliding scale this week. We'll talk about that a little later. It's kind of historic actually. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, three and two for me in the contest. So good week uh, there for me. Longhorn's two and two currently. I'm not gonna put the mush on him. He's got one going right now. I'm not saying which way he's going. So 
Better go right. I better go right. Our last uh, right. pick for the clients in the NFL is going right now. Also, um, so two and zero though so far for us. Uh, the numbers geek pick of the week that was Jacksonville. Also hit for us and the clients. That one was me versus the whole world, including Longhorn. And look, I don't always love being on an island, but when I have all of our best buckets behind us and a great spot, which I told you on the podcast, that's why it was the numbers geek pick of the week. Jacksonville at home versus Indy. It doesn't get much better than that as a spot. I will gladly stand my ground on that game. Well, when you say against me, yeah, I hit the sounder on Indy. Yeah. I'm assuming that's what you're talking about. But I think I, after hearing your breakdown, I immediately, immediately backed off and said, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a few, there's a few sounders on the podcast. I remember saying, eh, I don't, maybe don't, maybe don't put those in pickums because uh, they just had, you know, there's a lot of times I'll say, fuck it, I don't give a shit what you say, and I still stand my ground. But th- there was some good stuff on the other side from you last week that made me um, kind of back off on the sounders that yeah, we already hit. Uh, we'll get to those a little bit later on. But one sounder that you did hit, and you were right on, that was the skins. I thought that was easily your best call on the podcast. Uh, I stood my ground on that one, too, and I lost. Um, now, if you look through the box score and the stats, Atlanta <laughs> – more than dominated that game. They outgained them two to one. Yards for play wasn't close. But Derek Ritter's fucked terrible, man. Uh, three goddamn turnovers, and you just can't. I, you're just not going to win football games like that. Uh, Longhorn, did you see anything in that game that um, kind of surprised you in any which way, or did it just kind of? I mean, obviously the game went how it went. Um, it was could have been up for grabs either way, obviously, but in the end. You know, the, the Redskins held their ground. It would not let Atlanta come back and get that tying score. I think Atlanta had a couple of shots at it, and they just they couldn't fucking do it. Yeah, it just came down to turnovers with two turnover-prone quarterbacks. And, you know, it, in a game like that, you're kind of hoping that you got the, the YOLO quarterback that doesn't YOLO the bad way, and you pick the bad YOLO quarterback. But really, I'm surprised the biggest takeaway from this is that he did throw for – you know, almost 300 yards, Ritter I'm talking about. And yet with that somewhat, you know, well, it, it is passing success. He just turned it over. But with that passing success, they only ran for 3.7 yards an yeah, they attempt could not in the running run game with B.J. Robinson. At, I mean, they had, I think they had a little over 400 yards total. And like you said, 300 was from fucking their worst player. Yeah, if BJ, if BJ is going for 2.8 a carry with their offensive line and Ritter having success in the passing game, that's uh, that stands out. That's 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 something that's like hmm, makes you makes you yeah, shake your head a little bit. That that I definitely did not see coming. I thought that you know Atlanta would kind of have their way with the skins in the running game. That would set Ritter up for his usual buck eighty and spare me to death, maybe one touchdown or whatever, and it should be good enough to get a three point win. But clearly, uh, you were right on that one, and I was wrong. Uh, let's see, I hit Cleveland in my online contests. Uh, I got them plus 10 there. I didn't have the balls to stick with them in the regular contest, but I would have went three and two either way because who I replaced them was with was the Jets, and I had both of them in a round robin. Mm-hmm. So that fucking got paid, yeah, baby. If you, if, you, if you didn't have Cleveland and the Jets and you're doing a money line underdog round robin, then you're just yep. doing it right. Um, I just thought it was a great spot there for Cleveland. Uh, I talked about it on the podcast. You know, it's hard to stand in front of <clears throat> San Fran, uh, but, you know, 
Brock Purdy reminded us all why we called him Brocktober and not Brockvember because when the weather gets bad, that kid's not so good. Uh, so, uh, man, I don't know, dude. Like, actually, I I kind of came away from that game, you know, because I had them the same way you did. I had them plus the, had Browns plus the points. I had them, you know, wrapped up in in money lines. So obviously, I wanted Cleveland to win and cover, but. That last drive, like when oh, you're, yeah, when they, they could they could have won the game, but I mean, you know, well, well, you well, I mean, look, you're not always going to play good, and you're going to play bad on the road in bad conditions against a great defense. But with that said, when you get the ball and you drive your team down on the last drive with all those conditions and losing your two best players that left to injury, and you put your team in position to kick a game-winning field goal. Uh, that's he he showed me quite a bit in a loss there actually so San Fran's gonna be just oh, fine no going doubt. forward injuries um injuries you know we'll see about the injuries yeah they, a couple bigger I ones. mean Debo they could do without for a little bit or whatever he's kind of in and out anyway McCaffrey is the one guy they cannot afford to lose so Oof. we'll see and there's no I've been checking the updates on him um there's they're still looking for more imaging which is not a good sign uh, oh man. That's not good. Yeah, Purdy will obviously be way more mortal without that guy. The whole team will be because he's kind of the the uh, main part of that engine. But yeah, I was I was impressed by the young quarterback on the road like that in those conditions and that defense to set up the yeah. team to win. Um, well, I'm not. I mean, I'm not impressed by their defense at all. I mean, they're playing PJ Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> no, I was oh, saying, okay. I was saying I going you, against the yeah. Browns. Oh yeah, that, that. and that's what I said on the podcast, yeah. man. Like. The Browns' defense was going to feel disrespected, and we even talked about it on Friday that I was hoping that Watson didn't play because then I knew the defense would take it on themselves to go out there and pin their ears back and try to stop that 49er offense. And even when McCaffrey was in the game, they weren't doing shit. So if people can say injuries and this and that or whatever, fuck that. The Browns lined up and whipped their ass. Pretty much. After that, that first, very first drive, that, first it was, that drive, was lights out it, after that. So It was kind of shut down. Uh, let's see. Detroit yeah. took care of business for me in a laugher versus Tampa Bay and Longhorn. We'll get to the Tampa Bay and the bad part, but let's talk about all the good things that are happening with your Detroit Lions. And I remember saying on the podcast, like, look, man, if I'm right about the Cleveland thing, here's how the schedule, like, San Francisco's had the 30th easiest schedule so far. It flips around to the 10th hardest. Detroit's schedule has been like the 24th easiest and it's the 27th easiest going forward. Your lines have a real goddamn shot at getting that number one seed. I'm just telling you right now. Yeah, if you haven't put in a uh, Super Bowl ticket for the Detroit Lions, if you didn't do it before the season, then you probably should think about sprinkling something on it now because the path is starting to look open for them. And not only that, everybody's getting – and we talked about this over the last few weeks as injuries are starting to set in. And I said, you know, yeah, injuries suck, but – Everyone's going to get them, and it's just how that all kind of like for the most part evens out. Now losing a C-Mac, that that's that's obviously weights a little bit heavier than than some of the others. But what? But the point that I'm getting to is that Detroit is and has been dealing with injuries on both sides of the ball the entire year, and they just keep fucking motoring. Well, starting along. to get people back so, now. The Montgomery thing. I am I'm waiting on an update on that too because that is a huge fucking loss for them. They can't afford that. Um, yeah. Yeah, they. I mean, yeah, they can't. Well, yeah, not they not can't against good team. They because, can afford against a shit uh, team like Tampa Bay, but against a good team, that's going to hurt them. And man, 
I'm just going to be honest, like, I watched that game, or most of that game. Oh, Jared Goff. Now, Jared Goff had the number one QBR of the of the week. So, in the end of the, at the end of the day, he did play well. But, man, that dude was flirting with so many fucking pick sixes in that first half. Like, there were, like, three balls when he let them go. I was like, no! And, like, he, he just threw it just wide enough for the mark that the defender couldn't get it either. I was like, oh my God, dude, please don't fucking do this to me right now. Like, well, that's what Mahomes has been doing for five fucking years. So, I mean, it's, it's, you know, maybe it's luck. Maybe it'll turn the other way, but he just keeps on producing. Not only this year, I think, I think that someone said he's the most productive ATS quarterback in like two years. Oh, I have no doubt about that. And, you know, that, and that was going to bring me to the good part of Jared Goff is, you know, usually, and we've seen Jerry Goff play for a long time now, usually when he's throwing the ball like that, bad things are going to happen, and they do happen. You know, he's kind of like Cousins. You can tell pretty early on whether or not what kind of game that's going to be for him. And usually when it starts out like that, you're like, ah, fuck, we're fucked. But you know what? He fought through it. He got his shit together. And, you know, at the end of the day, they just dominated that game. So I'm telling you, man, the line... The thing I love the most about your Lions this year is, unlike last year, they can win in multiple ways. Last year was one way. They had to be at home. They had to score a million points. This year, they can go on the road. They can fight you at the line of scrimmage. They can defend the pass. They can defend the run. They can fucking throw the ball. They can run the ball. They can score on the road. They they are truly a multiple team, and that's what you have to be in the NFL if you want to be a serious contender kind of like what you talk about with san francisco everything's against you the weather sucks your quarterback's having his worst game of his professional career and you still could you still get a fucking field goal to try to win the game so that's the kind of shit that super bowl teams are made of fucking jameson williams yeah he scored a touchdown holy shit caught a ball that's he, he needs to be there uh what was that guy that the the kid from notre dame unanimous saint brown that uh the no boy, <laughs> no, the guy that the fast guy that just he every team that signed him it was just to take the top off the oh, defense and Ishmael? stretch the uh god oh. no way way past that uh fuck I'll anyways he's gonna be that guy he needs to be the guy that takes the top off because really if they have him doing that catching bomb touchdowns and Montgomery comes back and whatever you get from Gibbs is just a bonus with St. Brown over the middle, the awesome tight end they got. Like they're set up, and with that defense, I mean they're just set up. They are they are a Super Bowl contender, a true contender, if all those people are there and doing their thing. I am one hundred percent done doubting them. That is for sure. Um uh, the Jets mentioned them earlier. They hit in the contest for me also. Longhorn, I know neither one of us have never Thought too much about their head coach, but unlike the Arizona quitters, they actually do keep fighting in those Jets. And yeah, <laughs> they I got mean, a better I'm, team, I'm yeah. making fun, but even with Wilson being as pedestrian as fucking pedestrian fucking gets, they went out there and for the first time in franchise history, I couldn't believe it. The first time in franchise history, it's not like they play all the time, but I mean, my God, they've been around since the sixties. They beat the Eagles. I don't know. It, it's fucking crazy to me that that that's, that we still have first things that happen in the NFL or whatever. But uh, like I said, Wilson was very, very, very spare me to death, fucking pedestrian. But that de- kept, defense kept fighting, and uh, we'll get to Philadelphia a little bit later. But 
you know, I thought it was a hell of an effort. And, man, those guys actually love Robert Sala. They play their balls off for him. Still not convinced he's a great head coach, but, God damn it, they play for him. They love him. Yeah, the Jets, uh, that was always a side. We both liked it on the podcast. Uh, it, it, I didn't put them in the contest, but, you know, it's it's, it's a great guy. I think what scared me off is, you know, what should have scared you off or, you know, should scare anybody off is that they were missing both their starting cornerbacks against Philly. So, yeah, I didn't like you know, that. Congrats to them for <laughs> going out and, and picking off Hurts three times without Sauce or Reed. That is fucking – like you know, you got a good defense if uh, you can go out and do that. So, uh, and there's some injuries piling up more on the Eagles. Uh, you know, with with their tackle Lane Johnson going out, they're already dealing without um, you know the guard. So it's uh, they're starting to yeah, stack the, up over there the, on Philly. The thing that kind of equaled it out for me was just the defensive players that Philadelphia was missing. One Jalen Carter, who's been far and away their best player on defense as a rookie. I think I, you can you're the PFF guy, but Last I heard, he was the highest-rated interior defensive lineman in PFF, like, already. So yeah, He's way up there. Yeah. Way up there. Uh, you got anything else on the good? <clears throat> um, No. The only thing I really had down was the Purdy, and we, and we touched on that. Um, All right, moving on to the bad. Down. Well, free picks. Huh. This doesn't happen very often, but they did go – Oh and two. Uh, that is the first time I've said in a long time that's happened. We'll get to both of those games individually. <laughs> uh, bad also college for the clients. Now, if we hit tonight, we'll have another winning week at FGH. So either way, we're 500 right now, I believe. Um, so we need the win tonight to carry us over the top. Uh, in college, man, I mean, I went 12 and 11 personally. I just pushed money back and forth across the fucking counter. Just a blah fucking weekend. The college free pick lost, like I said, the free pick. So that one never had a fucking chance. It was a terrible fucking call by me. And USC, just fuck you for ruining my pizza money parlay. Now, in the pizza money parlay, I told you guys I like this one a lot this week. I called the upset of undefeated Louisville by Pitt because that's where teams go to die. They were like plus 450. I called Mizzou going in Kentucky and winning. All I needed was USC to go do what they normally do and score a thousand points and only win by one. But no, instead, Caleb Williams has the worst fucking game of his life and their season dies in Notre Dame. But if you did bet the money line individually, as I generally, you know, tell you guys to do, you still made a good amount of money there because of the bigger dogs hitting. That's, I mean, that basically just financed the rest of my lost parlays. Like I said, I just, it's just a fucking blah weekend in college, man. It's another blah Saturday, and I'm just, oh, I'm so fucking frustrated by it. I just keep getting fucking stifled. Uh, God damn it. I don't, I just wish that, cause I, you know, obviously I was tracking that parlay also, and I didn't, I didn't, um, you know, I'm doing a million things on Saturday, so sometimes it's hard to be so locked in where you can catch everything. But I wanted to uh, hedge that bet on USC. There, was, there but wasn't. I, think, a t- there wasn't I don't think a there was enough to. time. Yeah, it. It fucking. I was like, God damn it! Like I, you know, that's a such a a high payoff would have been a good chance to to hedge. And, and you know, it's just it's just one of those things. You know, you pick your three best. 
So you can't always control that. But in you know, in theory, I like to have that last leg. Yeah, and and I do try to consider so that because it's not know. always even my three best. Because a lot of times I'm just trying to make some fucking you know, it's it's pizza money for a reason. It's right. long shots most of the time. But I really felt good about that because of, of all three spots. But like I said, if you that's that's when you really have to bet each leg individually at the same amount. You know, so if you bet five dollars on the parlay. Oh, I put Pitt. I had Pitt. I put Pitt in uh, by themselves, not on money line, but they were getting seven and a half. I was like, Jesus! If he likes them that much to win, I'm certainly taking. Yeah, seven that was. And a half, I mean, that's so. just it's Narduzzi. It's Pitt. It's nighttime, and that's where dreams go to die, man. That is just where dreams go to die. I don't know what the kind of voodoo fucking magic they have in that goddamn stadium, but it is real. I have seen it too many times over the years to. Not, I mean, there's never in a million years you could get me to lay the points with Louisville in that situation. Even though they are the better team, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't fucking matter. But, yeah, it's been a real dick kicking this year so far in college, and we'll get to the biggest dick kicks in the are you fucking kidding me. Um, but, yeah, that was uh, definitely my worst call was the free pick. Uh, the sounder on Indy, we already talked about that, obviously didn't hit. The mustache was... Pretty quite terrible. Longhorn, do you have anything else on that game? Um, well, I mean, other than they got beat by 17 points, and I think they out out gained. Um, it was much. It was a lot similar to your Atlanta Washington game. Honestly, I'm yeah. pulling it up now. Uh, Indy had 354 yards, and the only difference in those Jacksonville two games was Jacksonville was, was never close. Like, the game was never close. Thirty. Atlanta was winning. Well, was ne- yeah, it was never in that game. Atlanta was within one score all the way, and most of Indy's yards came in just garbage time. So, yeah, I don't, I don't have the, the yardage breakdown, but yeah, dipshit just like he just kept throwing interceptions and just taking them out of the game. You can say that. Sure, you can say that maybe they just got the lead, took the foot off the gas. I'm sure that had something to do with it. But when your bottom line is when your quarterback throws three interceptions in a game, you are not going not to. Not usually. Although shots. I did see Tony Romo once win a game. I think he threw five interceptions against Seattle and still came back and won the game. <laughs> uh, remember that? It was like a Monday night game. It was fucking some crazy fucking game. Uh it probably is. Uh, let's see. Oh, Sounder on Chicago. So, got got some questions on this. And here's, is Longhorn ever going to adhere to the noontime cousins rule? I don't know <laughs> how to answer that. Uh, Longhorn, what, what what do you got to say about that? Um, Sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'll consider it. But, uh, <laughs> I mean... I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, man. I mean, I made a pick. I mean, like, uh, it's it wasn't. They, they never really. Actually, they came back. You know, and without Fields in there, would they have came back with Fields in there? Probably not. Who knows? But uh, you know, the difference in that game was the fumble touchdown that Minnesota had. That had nothing to do. It's with always cousins, I mean, cousins noon time. Noon time. You can say that, but I mean, I I guess it, it's you know it's lo- it's just one of those pick. things, man. Like it's, you're either with him or you just pass it. Like so he's he's given us such a great roadmap to bet him. He's the easiest guy to bet or not mm-hmm. bet, bet against, bet for, or just don't bet him. Either way, like that's just it's just a simple roadmap on yeah. Kirk Cousins. Uh, 
Yeah, I didn't. It's not like no. I put them in the contest or anything. I just, just I lean that way, and you know, it's noontime cut. His 181 noontime yards. They'll do it every time. Running. They'll do it every time. All right, uh, Tampa Bay Sounder miss. Any thoughts on that? Besides your boy Baker still sucks, and this is a dead team walking. With a lame dick, lame duck head coach, in my opinion. <laughs> now that was just that was just it was a you know it was a spot shot in the dark that that never really had a shot. And every time I looked up at the screen, kind of doing things, I saw whoever number ten. I think it was number ten or yeah, it has to be ten for Tampa Bay. I swear to God, I saw him like three different times, just streaking deep. Past the defense and Baker over. I saw him one time, of those. So. One of those was Not so sure. bad. I mean, it was like yeah, right there. I saw, I saw there, like, three dude, of them. What are you doing? <laughs> and I and I don't know who that is because it's not Godwin and it's not. Evans, obviously, and I was like, Jesus Christ, who is this dude that keeps getting fucking open and Baker and his noodle arm just keeps missing him? But yeah, I mean, when you lose twenty to six at home. You're a three-point dog. Yeah, it's just a bad pick. So All right, Big Dick on New England came up a few inches short, but Longhorn's used to that by now. <laughs> now, that was, mm. I'll give it to you, it was a bad beat in the end, but you got pretty fortunate that Jimmy G goes down before the half. At that point, New England looked like they were dead in the water. It was 13-3, to and for what it's worth, Jimmy G did have the third-highest QBR of the week in the NFL, so the Pats weren't doing much to stop him on defense, but... You know, because of that, though, you did have a chance in the end. So what's your takeaway on how all that ended? Yeah, I don't give a shit how it gets to how it gets to wherever. When you got when if if I pick every single pick the rest of the year and I'm getting my team is sitting in the cover with the ball and 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 there's a minute and change left. Yeah, I'll take that. I don't care how it gets there. Football happens. Like, there's lots of things that happen in football that gets you here and there throughout the game. When you got at the end of the game, when you have the ball and you're sitting already in the cover and there's a minute left in the fucking game, I don't know what you're, I don't know, what would you say, 90 something percent that you're going to land in that cover? I mean, I don't know what the odds are, but yeah, it takes, it takes things like a safety. Well, actually, the only way you can lose that is a safety if the, if the spread works out that way. A fumble six or a pick six. That's literally the only thing that can get you in that spot. And of course, that's exactly. So what? what I Mike wasn't Jones watching. What happened? Did <laughs> well. So I thought you had it. I, Vegas I had the ball. First of all, I Vegas. was sweating uh, the Jets game, and I, I stopped even paying attention to the game. I was like, oh fuck, he's got it. Yeah, Vegas had the ball with with. Uh, Two to three minutes left. They're they're doing their typical. Let's just get the first down, and we don't have to punt the ball. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that they punted. You know, they and they pushed out. Yeah. yeah, they pushed out. They didn't do anything creative to get the first down. Fine. They punted. Gets down to like around the I don't know ten yard line or so, 10, 15 yard line, whatever it was. They what what killed them? And I when this happened, I knew I was dead. I was like, oh, this is good. Something bad is going to happen because there was a penalty. There was a. It was like the first play of the New England's drive with with uh, with a minute and change left. There was a fucking penalty that moved them back all the way towards you know near the goal line. I was like, okay, this is not good, and uh, this is how bad things happen. And then on one of the next one or two plays, Mac Jones drops back in the end zone and he fires a fucking be- the best pass of his 
in maybe career, certainly of this year, he drops it in the breadbasket 40 yards down the field to Parker, Devontae Parker, and it literally goes right oh through God. his hands. I don't know if he would have scored because he's not a fast receiver, but, I mean, in stride, no, cont- no he wasn't contested. I mean, there was a guy there, but he wasn't, like, draped on him. And just right through oh. his hands. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm fucked. I am so fucked. And sure enough, the next fucking play, he drops back. He's sitting in the fucking end zone. He doesn't scramble. He doesn't do anything. He just sits there and lets himself get sacked. Doesn't throw it. Doesn't do anything. I'm like, all right, that's that's how my day is going to go right there. That was the first, by the way, re- remote throw of the year. So that's uh, a... <laughs> that's, it's, it, it takes a lot to make me throw something because I usually don't get that worked up. But when you have... A win snatched from you on one of the last plays of the game. It's like, dude, and and and, and why in Belichick? I'm not. I don't want to go too much on Mac Jones because we all know he sucks. I'm so done with Belichick. I wrote this down. The first drives, first couple drives of the game. Did you watch did the first not. part of no. the game? Okay, so here, just real quick, give me thirty seconds here. New England, they 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 get drove all over the first possession for the Raiders of the game. They hold them to a field goal attempt. The Vegas kicks the field goal. They're up 3 nothing. Hold on. We got a flag. Uh the defender for the for the Patriots jumped over the center or jumped onto the center. Oh a a mistake that that you would expect the Raiders to make. No, no, no. This is the Patriots making the mis- this mistake. So, fresh first down. Now, again, they only got a field goal. New England held them to a field goal again. But the point is, right there, you know that this, it's over for Belichick. It's done. On the first drive, you gotta, you're so undisciplined that you got players jumping on the fucking center. You never see this shit. And by the way, uh, I had this pulled up. The, the Patriots had more penalties than the Raiders. When have you ever fucking seen? When would you ever think the Raiders would have less penalties than a Bill than any Belichick fucking team? team. Uh, and then and then okay, I'm not done. And then New England gets their ball for the, their first possession. They go three and out. They shank the punt about thirty yards out of bounds. <laughs> I mean, just it's, this is all in the first quarter. I, I, I can't. I don't care if New England goes undefeated ATS the rest of the year. I cannot bet on them. I cannot do it anymore. They're just they're an unbettable, unwatchable team and I will let somebody else touch that hot stuff cuz now they're just inventing ways to lose games yeah, you're, on the spread. Well, I was already there with them after they beat my ass twice in the con two weeks in a row. I was like, "Yep. <laughs> I'm fucking done with this." Well, I'm team. there now. Um and you're where I'm at with the Cardinals at this point until um, hang on, am I, did I get this somewhere else? No, okay. So until, I'm done with the Cardinals until there's a quarterback change, which I don't know what the fuck we're waiting on unless you just, I mean, I know there's no motivation for them to win, obviously. We don't really want them to win. We've got the under four and a half. That's looking great. Uh, so I would love if they stay with Dobbs the whole way, but, you know, it just keeps looking. And, and they had the lead at halftime, and then they, they didn't score point. After halftime, not one point. They got scored twenty to nothing <laughs> at in the second half. So I was praying and praying. I had them plus seven in the contest. I was I hated that pick. It was my least like pick, uh, but I had to do it. I just thought maybe we could still one more. And 
it was looking okay until you know it wasn't. So I'm I'm done with I'm done with yeah, the they're... Arizona quitters. So fuck them. Um, <laughs> until until we get some fresh blood, maybe Toon gets out there. Just bet them in the first. Yeah, that's, that's not a bad They're idea. Right? I, I meant more in the contest. I'm just done done with them there. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So speaking of bad and awful, well, the quarterback play in general. I wrote down Justin Fields, worst quarterback in the league once again. <laughs> I mean, he's hurt. I read today he's probably out, or he is definitely out uh, this week versus I think they play the Raiders. So he will not be playing in that game. I don't think it fucking matters. Um, but just the quarterback playing all and in overall, this week the average QBR was a forty-one. Now I came on this podcast, our very first recap podcast, and bitched about the level of quarterback play after week one, when the average was a fifty-one. So to see an average of forty-one, my God, was there some terrible fucking quarterback play on th- well Thursday through Sunday? It was it was all fucking bad. Yeah, two was good. Two was good. Uh, Golf was good. Uh, Garoppolo, from when he played, was good. Uh, somehow, Carr ended up with the sixty-five. I'm not sure. I don't know if you wanted to talk about that game or not. Uh, no, no, he sucks. He's he's still one of the worst quarterbacks in the red zone. He's just he's just too. It's been a league too long to be that fucking bad. Uh, yeah, just it, it, you know what. That that's not going to work. Now I'm not saying Carr won't work long term with the Saints, but what they got going on right now ain't going to work. They got to get a real offensive genius in there. And what was the year that? Who was the coach the year that Carr had that amazing 13 and three year? Like, I, I bet you it was a really good offensive either coordinator or really good offensive minded coach because that's the only way to get that guy straightened out. You know, I don't at, remember on this actually. team. It's not going to work for the Saints. It's not going to work for this is this is not going to go well for the Saints. He can't do it himself because he's just not that good. He's kind of in that Dak category, and without an offensive-minded genius, it's yeah. Speaking of not going to work, uh, I did watch quite a bit of the Eagles and Jets game, and the reason why I like the Jets so much, other than all the data, was just the fact that they are really good against the run. And what I've noticed against the Eagles is so far this year. Now, again, it's their first loss, so it's not like they you know suffered greatly. But if you can stifle that run game. You know, their passing game is not the same as it was last year. The passing game looked dynamic. It had all this creativity, yada, yada, yada. Well, that offensive coordinator is gone. And now their passing game is literally uh, Fields, or not Fields, but Hurts uh, drops back. He looks around. He scrambles. He scrambles mm-hmm. some more. He scrambles some more. Mm-hmm. Then he scrambles some more. And then he either hits a fucking Sandlot play or he fucking doesn't. And although he's excellent at doing that, obviously, dude, you cannot do that for four quarters for an entire football season and expect that to have enough consistency to be good enough to actually be a true contender. Their passing game is broken. It's broke. If you can stop their run, if you yeah, can stop their just... run, they're so limited right now. And I don't I don't I don't think it's hurts. And obviously it's not their weapons. It's the fucking scheme. That's Nobody's getting open, and he literally has to run around and run around and run around and yeah. run around every fucking play. It's like a broken record. Like, dude, that's not an offense. That is not an offense. Isn't it? And I love little snapshots into football 
like that because it's so isolated. We we saw we saw Hertz with Steichen, a great offensive line, and we saw what he was with him, and now we see what he is without him. It is it's just amazing in football, you know, how these these you know combinations of of the offensive minded coaches with the quarterbacks is so crucial. It is just I mean, we saw Tua without McDaniel, he was he was literally on his way out of his league, fucking garbage. Yeah, so like it's 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 I think it's just so much more important than even we know, and we've known that for a long time. It is you see you see uh, C.J. Stroud with Houston, the offensive coach they got from San Francisco. Even in a game he struggles, and and he's he's having a hard time against a good defense. On the drive they need to get the touchdown, it's he finds like there's people open that he can hit because of the scheme. And when you have quarterbacks back there looking, looking, scrambling, look at that means because there's nobody open for the most part. And and it just makes it so much harder for even really good quarterbacks. So you know, it, like I've said a million times before, if you are a GM and you're looking for coaches and you don't hire a young hot. OC offensive OC to be your head coach. I just don't know what you're doing or, you know, you know, uh, offensive coordinator at the very least. I just don't know what you're doing. You're spinning your tires. You're wasting your time. And I don't know who took over for Steichen as offensive coordinator. I don't know if it came up that through that same tree. I don't know if he's trying to put his own little spin on it, whatever he's doing, it isn't fucking working. And maybe they need to go back to the drawing board and do more of what they were doing. It's definitely not working. And, but I think, it speaks to how good Hertz really can be because he's still out there, you know, putting up stats and winning football games. And really, he shouldn't be because, again, that that's not an offense. And this is not fucking Alabama. This ain't fucking Oklahoma. In Oklahoma, it looked more structured than this. I mean, Jesus Christ, he fucking dropped back and fired, and this guy's wide fucking open. This looks like a goddamn circus back there. It's only because he's an exceptional fucking athlete and throws so well on the fucking run. That he's even making this fucking work. And he had, I mean, at least two balls that were just like, drop your jaw. Like, the ball he had to A.J. Brown over the top, he had scrambled, he fucking, and he just threw a teardrop. And it landed 50 yards down the field right in his goddamn breadbasket. I mean, the kid has got so much fucking talent coming out of his fucking ears, it's insane. And he's going to work through it because he's that kind of kid. Like, I, I told you guys last year, I'm done doubting Jalen Hurts. I've doubted him at every level. I've doubted his progression. I've doubted his fucking ability. I'm done with it. I was done with it last year, mid-year. It's like, fuck this. This kid is a hard fucking worker. He's got a great fucking attitude. And he's going to figure it out no matter what. But god damn, dude. He, he's got to get some fucking help because that's not sustainable. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to figure it out. Not, not unless well, I mean, eventually. He, better. No, I'm if like, they keep playing like this all year, they're going out. They're going home early in the playoffs. I'll say that. Well, they play Miami next week, so well, that's, Miami that's, cannot that's stop the run one. at all. So that's he's not going to have that problem uh, next week, but he will have problems. All right, all right. moving on to the. Or you got anything else in the bed? All right, moving on to the. Are nope. you fucking? Oh, are you fucking kidding me? Huh. Speaking of losing games on the last play, um, we had West Virginia minus two and a half on Thursday night. I believe it was. It was for the clients, too. Game closed, West Virginia minus four. West Virginia was clearly the right side, although they did their best to fuck that whole game off, and that's the reason why I was even in this position. But they outgained them by almost 200 yards. 
out YPP'd him, out first down him, out possessed him, etc., etc., etc. But they kept fucking making mistakes and letting Houston stay in the game. So they had to fucking go score the go ahead and winning touchdown, which they did. 12 seconds left, they score. They're up by four. 12 seconds left, Longhorn. And then on the, so they're in Houston. So you're on the road in a big conference game. You know, motions are running high. It's not going your way. You score the touchdown. Kids are excited. They're kids. We get a 15-yard excessive celebration or unsportsmanlike penalty on the touchdown score. Which, first of all, that is fucking criminal to make that call. Again, this is not the NFL. These are fucking kids. They're having a good time. They fucking, they just scored. They're gonna fucking win. Whatever. Moves the kickoff all the way back to the 20, which I'm already scared because Houston's already, already returned a touchdown for, or returned a kickoff for a touchdown earlier. So I already don't like this. Well, they fucking return this one to the 40. So now with their now there's think there's eight seconds left. They throw one out, so they get to their own forty-eight. There's four seconds left. And they line up for the Hail Mary. They get the Hail Mary up. The ball comes down right about the two yard line. There's players there for West Virginia with their hands up. Somebody tries to catch it. They don't catch it. Somebody for Houston punches the ball up. It goes over the crowd and falls into a kid's hands. Standing in the end zone, and we lose on a fucking hail mary. Hell oh yeah! My God, I mean hell no, hell no. I mean that's that's bad. Yeah, that's you know it's hopefully that'll switch the other way. Certainly next weekend we'll oh, have yeah. a hail that, mary victory. That, that works how, out for us all the time, out. except we've never gotten one. Uh, <laughs> oh man how long would it take and the to real i mean door, other than that huge dick kicking um it also cost me you know a three-team parlay i had the other two hit already now i do try to do this it's a strategy i've employed uh this season it's worked out for me pretty well if you take these uh favorites on the money line early in the week you're not gonna make a lot of money off of it it's basically just kind of like still in a unit so if you parlay three of them together you basically get two to one on your money uh but the key of it is you got to get these these fcs lines don't come out until like day of and even like later the day of but if you take these minus 500 favorites on fcs they just they never lose that's why there's such a low limit it's like betting the WNBA. there's low limits they're not gonna just take those and you pick out you know Either a, dog, a short a short dog or you know favorite like West Virginia you really like. It's it's basically you just steal a unit every week. I've been doing it pretty much every week. Uh, this is like the second one I've lost, and to lose it like that on top of every fucking thing else. God damn it. Uh oh, Buffalo and Bowling Green. Speaking of things that never happened for us, so we had the over forty four in that game. Thirty one points at halftime, Longhorn. We need two scores. Hmm. Should be easy. Should be easy. Same thing with the Air Force in Wyoming. It needed two scores to go over. We had the under. Well, I knew we were fucked because anytime you get in that position, you're fucked. You're going to lose. There's no chance of it not losing. There's no chance of ever, 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 ever hitting it under when you only need two scores in the second half to win <laughs> your bet. 
But when you need two <laughs> scores in and over, oh, let me tell you, they only scored oh, yeah. seven between the two teams in the second half. That it never it never hmm. goes the other way on that. You never hit a fucking under when you need two when they only need two scores to beat you in the second half. Ever. Not fucking ever. Well, you did you probably didn't account for the uh blizzard that rolled in to Bowling Green. Is that a, is that a city? I don't know. I don't know, but there was no I'm, blizzard. <laughs> no. No, no blizzards in pre Halloween. Just they just stopped scoring. I mean, like, I'm glad I don't watch again, these like, games. That's, that's that, another thing. You talk about losing on Hail Marys. Yeah, maybe one day we'll get one. But, I mean, the next time that we get an under to hit that only needed two scores to go over in the second half, I don't know. I'll be, I'll be dead. So maybe wake me up at that point. Cause there's, it's not going to happen in my fucking lifetime. What the fuck ever, dude? God damn, such fucking bullshit. I'll log there you in go. Until and then Texas Tech minus one. <sighs> Lost their quarterback in the second quarter. We're up by four. Everything's looking just fine. But they had to put in a freshman quarterback who had never seen the field. He throws three second half picks, and we lose. Just fuck my life, man. I don't know what else to fucking say. I mean, that's not that bad. <laughs> three picks. I mean, that's it was a whole I think half. That's on I mean, pace on. for about. Probably on pace for about 112 interceptions in the year. That's, I mean, he's, he's new. new. Brand new. Oh, my God. Yeah. My, mine was just the New England, so we already talked about it. So I, I did, yeah. I'm moving on. But it moving does on. help to talk about it, but oh, my God. I was just like, hands on my head, like, what the fuck is even happening right now? I'm moving on to Walmart to buy a new <laughs> remote also. So a lot, a lot of moving on this. Oh way. man. We lost that Hail Mary. I didn't, I couldn't even throw anything. I was just, I was standing there with my mouth open like that. Yeah. Sometimes that it, there's different ways to react to these bad beats. It's the, it's the shock reaction. There's, there's the outrage reaction. There's a laugh reaction. There's lots of different ways. It just kind of depends on how it's yeah, all. Yeah, so building, I understand yours you know, because on like how it, on how you it felt happens. it coming. You knew, like you like you said, you felt you felt the terribleness welling up inside yeah. you, and you knew. I never. I was like, yeah. ah, cool, hail mary, sweet, yeah. knock it down. Nope. <laughs> yeah, that one's kind of like too. It was it was too sudden, yeah, and just, you're like just in shock. I look like the I look yeah, like the the fans on TV when they pan the camera around to the team that just lost on that. I just had my mouth open, my hands <laughs> on my head, like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, the surrender. Yeah, like, the what surrender the fuck cover. just happened? Uh, love, football. Love, love football. Love fucking football. All right, uh, moving on to the look ahead. So Longhorn, I've only got one on which. I don't even really want to talk about it, but I did play Liberty minus 12 and a half, but they're already up to 14 and a half. I like them at anything under 17, but I definitely don't like giving out not the best number, but they are home versus middle Tennessee and my Liberties are rolling once again. So I do like them to kind of blow their doors off, but take, take that with a grain of salt for what it's worth. Uh, you've already missed out on the under two touchdown favorite, but they're still at 14 and a half. So not quite to three scores yet. Yeah, I do have a few bets already in. I'm kind of logging in. Do you have current lines pulled up? 
All right, so um, let's see. I oh yeah, this one's gonna be ugly and <laughs> unpopular, but I had I had to take Denver. This is probably my my most leveraged pick next week. I've got Denver plus one and a half, and I also have Denver leveraged in some teasers at up to plus seven and a half. Um, I'm not sure what one it's in that currently, but. Okay, yeah, and it, you know, no one's gonna like it. It's fine. I, I know no one wants to touch Denver. It's, but you know, I'm playing them, so it's just a spot thing for me. At least these are just nibbles earlier in the week. Um, I nibbled back on New Orleans at uh, let's see, minus one. Who are um, they're uh, Thursday night? See it on uh, hosting the Jaguars. It's up to three, by the way. So you got a great number. Oh shit! Okay, so yeah, um, so I was a good nibble. Ooh, at three, I'd probably be back on the other side. Nibble back on the other side. Why is that going up to three? Uh, I'm not sure. I didn't see any injury news on the Jaguars side, but I I would have taken the Saints at one two. Mm-hmm. I think they're the better football team. I know probably that's an unpopular opinion right now, but the metrics would probably bear out that they are. I haven't run the new numbers yet because we're still got a game going tonight, but. Mm-hmm. It's just car. Car's fucking so bad in the in the red zone. But uh, and then the only other one I've got is the Tampa Bakers minus two and a half. And I uh, they, they are oh they're they're home against Atlanta. So yeah, I'm kind of just got embarrassed at home. Kind of got them under three. I just nibbled on that and see see what that line ends up at yeah, later in the I, week. Man, those are yeah, still two and a half. Still two and a half. Uh, I don't know which way that line is going to go. To be honest, I think that I think that's a fair number. To be honest, what's Miami and Philly sitting at? Because that opened Philly minus two and a half. Oh, I bet what's that's it sitting down. at now. Uh, it is down to one and a half. Well, I, I'm sorry, not open. It was the look ahead. I, I always I put down the look ahead, so it was it was two and a half. Now it's one and a half. Uh, and the other one I was curious on the look ahead to now was Detroit Baltimore because Baltimore was minus two and a half on the look Three. ahead. What are they sitting Painted. at now? Oof. Oof. Man, that's that that one's we'll talk about this more on our on our Wednesday. That's that's pod, a great Thursday fucking that, that, measuring stick there for the lines for sure. It feels trappy too. That, that one that one feels trappy. So we'll get into all those later after we do all of our over, you know, studying and digging into everything. We'll we'll come back to that on no the doubt. Uh, injuries. I had a couple. Um, like I said, I already mentioned. Uh, God, what's his name? Fields is out for the Bears. That's already been confirmed. Um, see if I got any refreshes. Uh, Richardson's done for the year. Looks like for the Colts. Not that anybody gives a shit about that. Um, Oh, the Titans, so we don't know. Well, they're on a bot. Who gives a fuck? Um, oh, uh, the Rams, so you had to tell me you're, you're a roster guy. So Kendrick, their cornerback, how big is a loss for that for the Rams? Um, well, I'll have to pull it up on the, um, like, as far as what his rating is, but um, – it wouldn't. I wouldn't suppose it's very much, very big loss at all for them. They're just a team that's been a bunch of guys surrounded by these stars, especially on defense. It's just it's been Donald 
and a couple of their young rookie corner or uh, defensive players, young, uh, I can't remember his first name, and and one of the linebackers. They they're they're okay. I mean, it's they're that's not going to affect them certainly on any kind so of. So Williams though being like out, will uh, he is out uh, or says likely out versus the Steelers. So. What was Angle. his injury? I never actually saw it. Says it's not serious, but mm. probably not going to go this week. That line is sitting at three currently, which that's where it was. So I haven't seen any movement on that. Garoppolo um, says it's encouraging news, but not sure about his availability going forward. And if anybody was interested, the Panthers, um, Coach Reich has given up given up play calling duty. He's passing that along to somebody else, so he can definitely fire them uh, before mm. he gets fired. <laughs> like, I'm done fucking coaching this quarterback. Uh, the only ones that really matter to me are, are the Montgomery for the Lions, the two big ones for San Francisco, and then Lane Johnson for yeah, the which I don't Eagles. have anything definitive um, on any of that. Yeah, outside of that, I, there were a lot of people going down again this week. Uh, but, yeah, those are the main ones that we'll see how that yeah, shakes welcome out. Welcome to uh, week seven of the NFL. Everybody's hurt. And this game is hard, and those are yeah. a bunch of big men hitting each other very hard. So, <laughs> this game's hard. This game's All hard. right, boys and girls, that was the good, the bad, and the hard. You fucking kidding me? All right, Longhorn, before we get out of here, tell them about that fabulous website one more time. All right, that wraps up award-winning episode. Number one fifty-nine. Holy shit, that's a lot of episodes. Uh, yeah, the, the website, thefootballgloryhole.com. Be sure and go there. Check out all the kick-ass stuff going on over there. We got free picks. We got college tabs, NFL tabs, combo tabs. But there's a lot of ways to enjoy the FGH experience. We have... The podcast that you're listening to, be sure and subscribe and share that to everybody. And then also, you know, check out the YouTube channel, the Revolution Network. You get uh, more stuff over there, including videos that we may post on weekends for more uh, degenerate gambling information. Uh, if you do any of those things, we become partners for life in both Cephas. It's in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your heart on money on a guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a book again. Ah, damn it. Never pay a book again. Steven Tyler, take us out, baby.